You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, what's going on? Welcome to Built for the Stage podcast. This is Joe Roscoe, founder of Built for the Stage, Broadway's number one fitness platform. If you hadn't had a chance to work with me yet on a seven-day free trial, go to builtforthestage.com. We'll be on our way to doing seven days of your own Broadway fitness program where you'll work with me one-on-one via a fitness app. That's builtforthestage.com. Special thanks to BPN, Broadway Podcast Network. You can check them out at bpn.fm. All right, let's get to our guest today. Right now, we're recording this in New York at 7.30 a.m. In Sydney, Australia, it is 9.30 p.m. That is where our guest resides. They currently are in the cast of Hamilton as a swing, but they are quite the jack-of-all-trades. Can't wait to have you hear their story. Please welcome to the podcast, Isaac Bradley. Hey, Isaac. Hey, hey. Thank you very much for having me. My pleasure. My pleasure. Okay, it's Thursday night over there. I have, you have your sleepy eyes. I have my coffee sleepy eyes. We're on the tail end and the beginning end of both of these days. Uh, (laughs) What what was like a day in the life for you today? Anything exciting happen? Uh, Yeah, today was, today was busy. I, I'm working on a, a new musical that's being written in Australia at the moment. And uh, we had kind of like a table read sing through today. Uh, so that was, yeah, that took up most of my time and, and here we is are. Is the musical Hush Hush or do people, do we know the, the name of it? What's going on with this music? Uh, so I, I made sure I was, well, actually, I'm not sure how much, I <laughs> but I, I will say that it's a new musical being written called Spitfire Girls. And it is about the World War II women. Uh, getting into the the ATA or the air services, becoming yeah. pilots um, over there, and yeah, I may, perhaps I'll I'll leave it at that. Yeah, that's I'm already captivated, so I'm, I'm into it. I believe there's <laughs> like a small musical called The Spitfire Grill, and originally Ooh. I thought that that's what you were saying. Yeah, it's but it's a whole different thing about a diner and not what you're talking about. Okay. So- <laughs> Spitfire Girls. Very cool. Very cool. Um, you, as I mentioned in the intro, you're an original cast member of Hamilton in Australia? Correct. Yes, correct. I was on for the for the first season, uh, which was our Sydney season. Yeah. Uh, yeah. OG Swing. Cool. And what, what when did you start that? What year was that? Uh, so I, well... <laughs> Uh, after the the long awaited audition process i think we started uh beginning of 2021 wow okay so very recent 
Yeah. Um, beginning of 2021 and then, yeah, where are we now? Where are we now? 2022. Yeah. It's been, it's been a long ride. Yeah. The pandemic kind of messes with time, doesn't it? Yeah. Uh, Very much. (laughs) How many tracks do you cover in the show? Uh, so I covered, uh, all six male ensemble tracks. Mm. So that, that was a lot. And it was my (laughs) (laughs) my first time swinging as well. Uh, and it was also my professional musical theater debut. So they really threw me in the deep end and I was excited to take on all the challenges that comes with that world. Cool. All right. Well, congrats on that. Let's rewind then. Let's rewind to like the beginning, Isaac, you know, as a kid, where were you born? Where'd you grow up? Uh, so I was born in Auckland in New Zealand. Uh, I moved over to Australia when I was about uh, three years old, I believe. And I guess the easiest place to start with this whole journey of who is Isaac is probably <laughs> to start at um, age three, Christmas time, where I asked Santa for a violin randomly. I didn't speak much as a child, but apparently when I was three years old, I said to Santa that I'd love to have a violin. Okay. And then my parents were kind of like, okay, cool. That's, that's random, but let's, let's do it. Let's do it. And then from there, I started violin when I was three, piano when I was four, sax when I was six, I think, and guitar when I was eight. And classical and jazz music was pretty much my path ahead and that's pretty much what my parents and myself were both paving for me to have a life in yeah Uh, but yeah things as as always didn't quite turn out um as as they were originally planned and here we are you know in 2022 and it's it's a very different story uh yeah i think it's it was quite different for me because I I truly had a, the Troy Bolton experience, um, at school. I, I was in the basketball team. I was a state swimmer. I don't know if you know what that is, but it's a high level of swimming as well. Uh, and I was a tennis player as well. And I was training to be a tennis player too. So as you can imagine in the life of a, maybe by this age, let's say 10 years old, that doesn't leave very many hours left. (laughs) Um, But that was basically the start of all of this, I would say. Mm, Yeah. So when you were doing all those sports, did you segue away from the the music, the instruments, or you kept up with that as well? So uh, as as I got older, we all realized in my life that there was not enough hours for me to be able to, uh, chase all of these things that I wanted to. So it ended up being a battle of, uh, where I would go, whether it would be dance or whether it would be, um, some drama or whether it would be sports. And, uh, I ended up dropping most of my sport, uh, but keeping basketball all the way through most of my schooling. Uh, but really I, I ended up focusing hardcore on my piano and my violin, especially, uh, and yeah, I, I traveled around the world performing as a multi-instrumentalist when I was about 11 years old. I actually went to the States when I was 11. Um, and I toured around there 
And then I toured around Europe as a soloist with the Stuttgart Youth Orchestra over there. And then I toured to South Africa in 2010. uh, And I performed with so many incredible musicians over there. But that really was what I thought I would end up doing for the rest of my life, even though it wasn't. (laughs) Here we are. So... I have a similar background, not similar in the exact case that you're saying, but just was involved in a lot of things. And I oftentimes will look back and wonder, what if I just kind of really dialed in and focused in on one thing or two? Do you ever think about that? If if you would redo it, if you would just focus on either like one instrument or just tennis or just bass, you know, something like that? Yeah, I think... I think the design of my energy as a human allows me to take on a lot of things. I think I've always been that kid that I I had the ability to spread myself into all these different pots. Um, I yeah, I have I have thought about that a couple times, but to be honest, I think I would say I I probably would not change anything because I think the natural progression of where I went with sport and then kind of fell out of that a little bit, but they, all of these things that I used to do keep reprising themselves in my life later on. Uh, and I think I followed the path that I, uh, genuinely wanted to and authentically wanted to, which then eventually took me into musical theater, uh, as a result. So yeah, I I wouldn't change the path at all. So with booking Hamilton or just your career in general, do you oftentimes tap into like your past of, oh, this XYZ experience is actually helping me in this case? Yeah, I think 100%. I think, you know, my philosophy is that everything, every skill-based activity that that you learn is always relatable to something else. For me, I designed a basketball program that teaches basketball through dance and teaches basketball through music because all of basketball, all of dance and all of music is just a combination of rhythm. And and rhythm it resides in, in so many things that we do from like the basis of, of who we are in our like natural structures to um, how we do other things in life. We are such like rhythmic based humans so yeah. I definitely, yeah, I think I definitely do pull from a lot of different experiences. When did, when did like your passion or talent for hip hop dancing come into play? Cause usually a violinist or a classical musician, I wouldn't also think, Oh, they obviously are good at hip hop dancing too. Yeah. So I would <laughs> say that happened in two stages. The first stage was probably as I was growing up, uh, early teens, my my oldest sister who I grew up with, she was a heavy hip hop listener. Um, so she definitely influenced me into getting into hip hop uh, early teens. Um, and I, I was that kid that was trying to get down the Pokemon rap as well. I don't know if you've ever heard the Pokemon rap, but I, that I was no, trying wait. to get that down. Yeah, tell us. I, I, I'm sure there's other listeners that don't know what this is either. Yeah, so the the oh my, this is so this is so embarrassing, but but let's no. do it. The Pokemon rap is a uh, rap. 
I think at that time there was 150 Pokemon and they managed to fit all of them into one wrap that lasted about three minutes. So as a child, my sister and I used to put on the beats and we used to try and nail that dialogue and nail that song. Um, And I think that kind of birthed a phase of of the hip-hop side. But I think the the second side of it would be uh, in 2011, I finished filming on my first uh, feature film that I did in Sydney. And at the end of the shoot, we celebrated at the beach and... uh, yeah, it was it was a really cool afternoon, except for the fact that I got injured at the beach that day. I got thrown underneath a wave and then I tore all of the ligaments in my ankle. As a result, I was bedridden for about, oh, I think this was the worst injury I'd had. I think it was almost half a year in 2011. And in that time, YouTube was like really on the uprise at that time. So I actually spent those six months because I couldn't walk I I literally YouTubed like how to wave, how to do tutting, how to do locking, how to pop. And I taught myself all of those styles in bed for those six months. And then it pretty much just skyrocketed after that. Wow. You (laughs) taught yourself hip hop in bed on YouTube. Yeah, just watching YouTube videos, any like music videos I could find. And uh, I, I have to express my energy somehow. So, I, yeah, if it was just arms, it was just arms. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so when <laughs> when your friends or family like saw you up and about after the six months, were any of them surprised that like, oh, when, when did this happen? When did you start dancing hip hop? Yeah, I I think so. Because especially because at the time, I most of my friends at the time were all musicians, all classical musicians as well. So this was such a a foreign thing to them to see like me this movement of mine number one. Um, But to have that that style and that that energy as well, uh, yeah, I think it was a a bit of a surprise to everyone. But I did think my parents saw it coming because they knew what what we listened to when we grew up. So, I mean, as far as being a swing, I think you'd be an excellent swing just from hearing your story. Like you're versatile. You have a very uh, keen understanding of music, obviously because of your instrumental background, the hip hop dancing is obviously in line with Hamilton. So very cool. What's your favorite, what's your favorite track or a couple of moments within the show that you, you like doing? Oh, good question. Uh, I love doing Right Hand Man. Uh, my first cover track was the George Eka track. And he has like, he comes to the front for that stomping line at the end. Uh-huh. And that, yeah, I, I always loved embodying that part. Uh, I would have to say that there's always a love-hate relationship with Yorktown. I'm sure everyone that was in Hamilton can relate to that, but I loved doing that number two. But I think for me, I'd have to say room. I think I would have to say room where it happens because in my opinion, I think there's more, well, I'm just going to say it's a little bit more technical based than a lot of the other numbers. And for me, who is, I'm not a technical dancer at all. And I can't. I came at this show from a hip hop background to be able to embody what I kind of feel like is a, a part of me that I'm that I don't usually go to is really fun and really cool to play with. Nice. Yeah. And then backstage, 
when you weren't on as a swing, what what shenanigans were you up to? Were you guys were you doing something with with anime? Tell me about anime. I want to I want to know about this jacket you have on. Teach me a little bit. <laughs> so um, yeah, anyone out there would recognize these colors and this school emblem. Um, this is from Haikyuu, which is a Japanese anime about volleyball. Um, but yeah, I was I grew up watching anime. Um, you know, I grew up in the Pokemon era as well, and I think. You know, in, in my opinion, anime teaches you so much, especially if you're watching it as a child, it teaches you so much about what, how you can expand yourself through life. And, you know, a lot of these characters uh, don't take no for an answer kind of, you know, they face all these trials and tribulations and they they always constantly evolve themselves. And I know about me personally, I'm always wanting to evolve myself. I'm always wanting to learn something new or or gain gain the next perspective or or move up somehow so yeah i just love watching it and i, I love watching people with powers so <laughs> <I'm a> <laughs> okay here you go so your what would your power be if you got to choose okay so i, I love answering this question so <laughs> my answer is I, I call it a master of teleportation so okay that means i can t- teleport myself somewhere but I can also teleport anything to me. Okay. So that's why, yeah, that's why I call it a master of teleportation rather than just being like, I can teleport anywhere. Can, can Dr. Strange do that from Marvel? You know, that he does that thing and then he like goes through the, the, can he, and does he bring stuff to him? Yeah. Um, I actually have, the eye of Agamotto that he has, I actually have it in that cupboard over there. Um, awesome. I would say, yeah, yeah, a hundred percent. I would say he could for sure. Okay. Okay, cool. Uh, <laughs> going, through, going, segueing again, going, uh, turning directions a bit, going through your Instagram profile, fashion's a big thing. I think for you, it seems like, like I love your fashion and you obviously dress in a way where, I think it matters when you're when you're posting your stuff. It's like, oh, he didn't just throw that on. Like he, you know, he put some thought into it. When when did that come into play? Was that just like a part of the hip hop evolution of you getting into that scene? Or yeah, tell me about that. I no, number one, thank you. I I am really <laughs> grateful to receive that compliment. Um, <laughs> I had that same compliment from someone else just this morning as well. Uh, I think since I was a child, I've always loved colors. I've just always been obsessed with colors. And I think if you look back of pictures of me when I was a child, I was even color matching and color coordinating back then. Uh, so I, I think you're right though. I think there is a part of the hip hop culture that definitely does bring, if anything, a pride, I guess, in what you wear or, or in how you present yourself. I dress the way that I dress because I, for me, it's just a form of expression and I love to just, you know, it makes me comfortable. Uh, I don't think many people could look at something really colorful and still feel, you know, like I think color brings out a lot of from people. Mm. And I, I think if you look at it scientifically as well, I think, I read somewhere that, you know, if you see the colors that you see can affect your mood as well. 
and um, not not that it's specifically for that reason but for me it's just yeah it's just an expression thing and a comfortability thing cool all right let's ask a little bit uh more of a of a tough question so here on the podcast built for the stage podcast we like to like relate real life stories or stories within a career and either just relate it to the listener's life or maybe their journey in fitness because a journey in fitness is about ups and downs. And as you know, in life or a career in the arts, it's a journey of ups and downs as well. Um, Whatever you'd be comfortable with sharing, what's a time where like things weren't amazing? You weren't traveling the world as an instrumentalist. You weren't booking Hamilton, you know, like what was a, a period that was a low point, but, you know, obviously you got through it and are better for it. The first thing that dropped into my mind as you asked was uh, the the 2011-2012 period, which is kind of when I I decided within myself to start to transition from classical musician to really want to follow this um, bug that I had caught for musical theatre. Uh, and I, w- I had just gone to the States in 2011. I moved to the States for about eight months and I did the Broadway Dance Center. I did the IDA. I, I basically just took open classes over there um, and worked with some vocal coaches over there. I came back. This is when Glee was really in an uprising and I was a part of this Glee club as well. And I it was a big transition phase in my life where I just knew that I wanted to perform and I, I wanted to move away from music and really perform on stage because I had performed in the pit as a violinist a lot of times underneath the shows, but I found myself just wanting to be on the stage. Um, anyway, in amongst all of this excitement, I uh, came back to Sydney after that journey. I got really excited to audition. I got my first feature film audition and my best friend at the time uh, had the time slot just after me. And I remember feeling so much energy and so much excitement to dive into this new path. And I walked in and I got cut before I even read the script. Mm-hmm. And in that moment, I, I don't know I don't know if it comes across in this and a lot of people don't pick it up unless I actually say it, but I have, I have two speech impediments. And I have a lot more control over them now. Uh, But when I get nervous, especially, both of them come out a lot stronger. Uh, But he basically cut me because he's like, uh, oh, what was his words? He, we got talking, I walked in and he said, I'm sorry, like, I I can't have you in this film. And I said, I don't, actually, I don't think I said anything because I was just so shocked. Um, And he said, yeah, sorry, I like, like the way that you talk, like I can't have someone like that in the film. And oh, <laughs> that even right now as I go through it, that such a high to such a, not even, a, I wouldn't even call it a low, just such a reality check, I guess, uh, just sent me on a different path than what I had gone there with. And my best friend walked in and um, he ended up booking uh, that feature film as well. And we just had such different experiences at that time and I realized that, well, I realized there was a lot of the journey still to come. Um, And I 
you know, I think a lot of the times as artists, we take a lot of things personally because we just do <laughs> as humans, you know, our work is to be really bare and <laughs> well, I guess it, we do take things personally, but I started to realize over the next following years after that moment that it wasn't, I, I think, I think I started to turn away from who I was at that point because of what he'd said. And I think I, I started to think, Oh, maybe, you know, maybe I need to like fix this way that I talk, or maybe I need to like, you know, change my look or I need to, I think we over obsess about things that really, if we look at the truth of the moment are actually our superpowers really. And I started to realize and you know, I've always been an outlier in my life, but once I started to really take on board who I was and how different I was to everyone, you know, I remember going into a Lion King audition as a hip hop dancer and the first round was full contemporary technique. And I just remember being really out of my depth, number one, but just having the best time because I just took it how I could take it. And yes, I was not for that job, but it's because I was never meant to be for that job. My skill set and my being was to slot into the perfect thing, which over time, you know, I found things that I could fit into. Hamilton is an amazing, really broad kind of artistic expression that people like me can fit into um, that didn't do full-time, people that didn't train for years, people that didn't do technique, don't do technique. Um, I, st I still have the luxury of getting into, but with Hamilton especially, I, I knew I was going to book it if I just stuck to who I was. If I did the auditions and I looked at everyone's legs that was flying all over the place and I looked at how straight everyone's lines were and how powerful they were, I knew I had that power, but I also knew that my power was going to come off differently. But I knew that that different could still fit the same picture as everyone else. Um, and once I embraced that and I didn't have a manager at the time when I booked Hamilton. So I conversed with the uh, team like myself on emails, um, which I think really worked in my favor because it gave it such a personal touch. They got to know me as a person so much more. And yeah. when I look back on the moments that I have booked things or I have, excelled really well have all been moments where I really stuck to who I was and not only stuck to who I was, but really like threw that forward and really used that to my advantage, I guess. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. All right. Let's wrap up our conversation. I want to hear a little bit more about the program that you, you married the two of basketball and, and dance or music. How does that work? I, you, you kind of like, breezed by it earlier in the conversation. I, I kind of want to jump into what this is all about. So uh, any basketballer out there will know that basketball is all a game of rhythms, you know, on the offensive end, whether it's uh, your own rhythms and manipulating your rhythms, whether it's on the defense, whether you're trying to read another person's rhythms and try and match their rhythms. I think having... I, I personally, I'm such an audio learner and my, uh, the content that I had had built up was 
basically an array of heaps of different drills that all used, I had an app that would change beats and change beats faster, slower, and things like that. And all of the movement that I had was married to these beats. Because I think when when we have that kind of like, we have such a connection to music that when you hear music, it do, you don't just hear it with your ears, it, it drops into different parts of your body. And I think teaching people how to move and how to utilize different dribble rhythms or how to read opponents and stuff like that, whilst having music going or rhythms going really kind of brings it in it accelerates the process and the dance aspect of it is really just to invite people into their bodies more because i i mean i know a lot of basketballers out there that are really 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 um athletic really really talented but if i were to give them like a simple count of eight of just steps some of them wouldn't their bodies wouldn't be able to understand how to move like that yeah and dancing and basketball is all just shifting of body weight and and rhythm so i would utilize different simple dance footsteps and like footwork and then put a basketball in it and like have different like passings or dribble things that they can do to really marry rhythm sound body movement and grounding to just emphasize everything that they already are doing in a game and it really works when we had it when we did have it running it really works i I could see that being like uh, a night like a, a a cool program at a school that could bring together different types of kids the basketball kids or the dance kids and that so in a way they are in a familiar state but an unfamiliar state at the same time Definitely. definitely. That could definitely be a a bonding, like a a unifying experience for sure. Yeah. And they, they're all relatable, all of those skills and the dance, the music, the basketball, that was basically a representation of who I was as a person as well. So putting all of that into a program um, to help other people was, was something that I really wanted to do as well. So yeah. All right, Isaac, that's that's it for today. I appreciate you uh, wrapping up your day with us over there in Australia. So I hope you unwind and have a good night's sleep. I will. I will. Thank you very much for having me. This was cool. All right, everyone. That was Isaac Bradley on Built for the Stage podcast. If you want to follow him on Instagram, you can check out his handle and more information about him in the description of this episode. I'm Joe Roscoe from Built for the Stage. If you want to try that free trial, go to builtforthestage.com. Actors or athletes, train like one. Later. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the RISE Theater Directory to find your next team. Create your profile now 
and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E dot org because only together we rise.